Good morning. Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today is by a Steve. Pleasure to have on a great friend of mine and a great friend of the show, Dr. Greg Kaysen. How are you today? Hey, very good. How are you? Hey, buddy. It's good to have you on. How you been holding up recently? Uh, it's been good. It's been hard. <laughs> you know, the transition is hard or semi-transition, whatever we're in right now. Something right. like that, right? We're still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> we are. We're still trying to figure it out. And, you know, and that brings us up. I wanted to discuss a couple things on the show today. You know, as, as it is kind of a semi-transition, I think that's a good wording, Doc, that, you know, you go. And, and you know, and neither one of us are medical doctors, but you're a psychologist. And, and uh-huh. I wanted to find out in regards to the fact of uh, some of the things in regards to people who have been a little antsy to, you know, get out dating and, and talk about, you know, it's springtime and try to get out there and be safe. And all those things, because a lot of people are really, um, you know, they're, they're nervous or they're, or they're not comfortable and they're overwhelmed with, you know, meeting up with people and trying to start off a relationship or just even reaching out to try to meet people. You got some suggestions? <laughs> to reach out and meet people? You know, um, yeah, first of all, let's just start with, you know, the last year where we've been told to socially distance and stay far from people and... You know, we've had anxiety about getting close to people, and we've been told to wear a mask when we're close to people. And, you know, all of this has caused us to pull apart much more artificially than we did normally. Now, a lot of people went against these things. They did, you know, this and that. But I think the majority of people really did follow the recommendations and really did kind of keep themselves um in line, but as a cost of that, a cost is that single people, especially, or people not in relationships, or people who really crave the presence of other people, especially extroverts, really paid a big price because they had to um, separate from their normal way of doing things. So now we're we're getting to with vaccinations, things opening back up, and people. Now we've got the assurance from the CDC that if you're if you're with another person who's been vaccinated, you'll start you'll be in a position where you can actually share space with them, and and the risk of infection or getting sick or passing coronavirus is extremely low. So now it opens up a whole new world. But how does one just jump back in the pool? Right, That's exactly. Pretty t- yeah. So, and excuse me, know, Doc. Excuse me, yeah. Doctor Greg. Yeah. I I have mine. Do you mind? I asked. Did you get? Did you get your vaccine? I did. I did. I got the uh, Pfizer vaccine. Me too. Yeah, and uh, I guess you can only get three brands, but that was the brand I got, and was very happy to get it. And and you know, now it, it's so weird because I don't know if you have this feeling, but it's sort of like, well, I feel normal. So. Does yeah, it it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, as normal as I guess one can be normal right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you get, did you get any symptoms from anything? I, I had a couple of days of lethargy and, and stuff with the first go. And then the second go, I was good, man. Your second shot, I was great. Yeah. Besides arm pain, uh, I had very bad GI problems, which is apparently only about 10% of people get. Um, and I, I wondered if it was the vaccine, but I wasn't sure. Right. And then the second shot, I got them again. So I'm like, okay, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had the headache and the common symptoms of run down for a couple of days yeah. and that kind of thing. And like you said, the arm deal was a little bit all on the first one. The second one, I was just a little stiff and I was good to go. 
I mean, yeah, second was better for me too. And you heard the opposite from people, but yeah, second was much better. Yeah, everybody said that thirty-hour thing, and I'm sitting there going, thirty hours, thirty hours, thirty hours. <laughs> but I was good for it, and, I'm, and I didn't mean to interrupt you on your track there. But I just, oh, oh, oh. I just wondered, and I appreciate that. But it is kind of you know a, a, an off. You do want to go to the restaurant. You do want to go out. You do want to go to the movies because we've longed for this stuff for so long. We really have. You know, we used to talk about fear of missing out, and I kept hearing that during the pandemic. And people were like, you know, at one point during the pandemic, when everybody was locked down, a lot of people talked about that relief that they didn't have that fear of missing out anymore. They could actually stay home on a Saturday night and feel okay. So this was a weird benefit of the pandemic, you know, is that we all slowed down and we got our acts together and we focused more on family and small things. I think that's a great thing. I I think that's that's something that kind of makes you slow down smell of roses, as you say, and, and that's kind of, a, I think, a really big deal to just kind of look and appreciate what we have. Yeah, it was, it was, there were no social pressures. I even went to the dermatologist today, and he just happened to mention, he goes, yeah, we're getting busy in the office now, people are feeling normal again. He goes, oh, I'm going to miss it, I really like staying home. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> make sure to go up and show up his office hey doc you got an extra appointment you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic but, uh, yeah but he, uh, but anyway it was just saying that now I think you know we could we just think about FOMO fear of missing out now it's FOMO it's fear of normal and we're going to start hearing that right. <laughs> from people because getting back into normal and just going somewhere I still you know, I have not eaten inside of a restaurant. I have friends send me pictures of themselves eating inside restaurants, and I feel a pang of anxiety just seeing that. I've been so, very limited, so I mean, I appreciate you sharing. I've been limited. I've, I've given it a couple goes. I'm careful. I go out. I wear my mask. You know, if I'm outside <laughs> and away from people, I, I, you know, as soon as I get out of the restaurant, man, the mask comes off if I'm nowhere near anybody. You know, but. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I've been to a few, but it's been very select and not overcrowded. And if 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 the staff exercises caution, that's that's where I'll uh, sometimes I'll go. Yeah, yeah. No, you can trust the establishment that takes things seriously, or you can tr- at least they're uh, going to be less, much less likely to have a problem. Yeah. Right now, these people that are going out, you know, they're sort of saying, "Hey, man, you know, they want to go back out to the bar again, or they want to go on, you know." Uh, date.com or whatever it happens to be and meet people. Now, you <laughs> yeah. know, the, the anxiety sometimes levels are picking up because they had it before. Some some people have had it before. Oh, man, you know, I want to go out and write, you know, meet Mrs. or Mrs. Wright or right now or whatever. You know, how is it that they should kind of, you know, if they're going on Match or any of the social deals or they're thinking about going out to the local watering hole, the local bar or whatever, what is, you know, some suggestions to kind of break down some of that um, anxiety for them? <laughs> so here it is. It all comes down to any time we have a phobia or any time we have a fear, the actual best way to eliminate the fear is actually to face the fear. And this is counterintuitive because people are saying, you mean to get over my fear of flying, I have to get on a plane? And basically the answer is yes. Right. Eventually you do. 
Um, you, you can do a lot of work to work up to that point, but bottom line is you got to get on a plane and have the experience where you get all the way through the flight and things are okay. Dating is the same way. The problem, though, is that people are, are really afraid. They become very self-focused right now. So because dating phobia is really social phobia. And so social phobia is not easily um, treated by having the experience because people actually make themselves more awkward in social situations when they're overly focused on themselves. So you have to kind of work with two, not just getting them out into the dating world, you actually have to work on their thoughts related to being in the dating world. Right, because that's, that's different from some people who are extremely confident to go in a crowd and talk to people, but then all of a sudden when they're thinking about a date, they're biting their nails until they get to their fingers. <laughs> well, I mean, because what is more exposing than dating? What's more embarrassing? What, in what way do you look like a fool more than in the dating world? You know, we, we actually put ourselves on the line and we say, hey, please judge me positively. Please accept me. <laughs> you know, you're basically asking for acceptance. And it's, it's very twisted that some people, because they go into the dating world, they lean on things like alcohol or other such things to try to decrease the anxiety they're having. But ultimately, the way to do it and the best way to be is just to get yourself out there. But we have to work on with dating. There's, there's the rational and the irrational beliefs about dating. And the rational may be, it's like, it's difficult. Um, I'm, I'm not as practiced at this. I really don't know, you know, what the other person is thinking. We all have different ideas about what's okay, what's not okay. But with the irrational might be something like, they're going to hate me. They're going to reject me for no reason. Or I'm going to, um, I'm not good enough to be out there. I, got, I gained too much weight during the pandemic or I have nothing to talk about because there was nothing I did. All of those are irrational because they're easily refuted by facts. And also, even if we did go out and stumble with somebody else, they're in the same position. People actually, what's interesting is us being a little bit awkward actually relaxes the other person. When we're too slick, it actually makes the other person more defensive. So I like there's that. some advantages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very that's very true. If, you know, I think it's like roller skating. You know, if you've got two people go out roller skating and you know, and neither one of them are very good, whoever falls on their arse first, it's going to be you know, you're going to kind of are you okay? But laugh and you know, could be either <laughs> one of you falling right. <laughs> it's exactly right. Yeah, and then you you can laugh together and get up together and support each other and have a great time. Yeah. And, any good suggestions on, you know, I mean, I, I don't you think that I, uh, you know, you, you, you talk to somebody, you kind of feel them out. You see what they're comfortable with, right? You see what they're comfortable with in regards to uh, asking them out to go somewhere. You know, you have any suggestions of that? Uh, how to feel comfortable with asking them out? Well, no, well, well uh, you know, like you say, okay, look, you know, uh, if I call you up and say, hey, doc, you and I are going to go grab lunch, you know, right. you want to do Outbacks. You know, and we say, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You know, or, or how about, you know, you have, you're you hungry for Italian. Now, now with a, with, a, with a dating situation, you know, do you think they should kind of fish through it and kind of feel them out and see if they're comfortable where they're going or if they're comfortable uh, for a movie or, or a restaurant or the beach or whatever? Hey, you know, I, I work with this a lot with people because a lot of people, 
are trying to please the other person. And ultimately, they wait for the other person's assent, like their, their, their desire to be expressed, before they ask the other person. It's almost as if sometimes I've, I've witnessed or heard about with my clients where they're like two people who are hinting and, you know, scheming to try to see how to go out with each other. And when it seems rather obvious to me that they both do, but they can't seem to fall on a particular strategy. The bottom line is to say, hey, I'd like, I'd like to see you sometime, you know, number one. Number two, how about this Saturday night? Um, and then they could, for dinner. And if they say yes, then you could go, hey, I know this great Italian restaurant. The person says, ah, oh, I hate Italian. I'm so sorry. Or I'm vegetarian. I really want to eat a vegetarian restaurant. Then you just flex to their desire. But once you put out, a, it's good for you as the person asking to be more definitive. I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you on this day. And I, this is what I'd like to take you to do. And then that way, the other person uh, both has some option. You know, they have the option to say no, which is always an option. Or they have the option to say, you know, let's do this other thing, which is always there. People really fall down when, one, they try to please the other person, or two, and that's on both sides of the equation. Right. And two, that if, uh, if they, you know, someone asks them out, and they ask, say, for Saturday night, and they don't want to go out with the person, sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm busy Saturday, instead of just saying, oh, yeah, um, yeah, that's not good for me. Actually, I, I you know, and they could, I actually say a white lie is better than nothing, just to say something like, you know, oh, I, uh, I, I really am not in the place to go out with someone right now. Fine. <laughs> you don't have to say I, I, I like that. It's less harmful, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. that. Well, you know, see, I think some people right now are afraid, you know, that they're going to ask the other person out that maybe they're not comfortable with, you know, going out because of, you know, the issues of the pandemic and stuff. Don't you kind of feel them out and kind of get an idea where they stand at right now to, uh, Absolutely. hey, look, I'm comfortable with uh, an intimate place, but I'm not comfortable to go to a place that has 300 people? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's actually an easier conversation to have right now and, and in fact, can engage in more dialogue like, hey, what are you comfortable with doing? Uh, I'd like to go to a restaurant. We can sit outside. The other person could say, oh, yeah, I'm good with that. Or I'd rather sit inside and you could say, oh, well, I'm not good. It's good to have that conversation, number one. Number two is, you know, the vaccination conversation. I saw a cartoon where a little kid said, Hey, mommy, how do you tell if someone's been vaccinated? And I think the or the dad or mom said, uh, don't worry, they'll tell you. It's kind of a joke. We did it right at the opening. Everyone's curious. Did you get vaccinated? Right. What was your experience? <laughs> We're all talking about it. Yeah, so, I, I think that's great. I mean, I, I put it on my Facebook as a, as a thing, you know, that, you know, Facebook oh, yeah. has that deal on there, you know, and I said, yeah, why not? You know, I don't normally push too many things out there, but yeah, why not? I, I've decided that that's the one I'm going to push out there, you know, and, and I and I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Dr. Craig, because, you no. know, I, I asked you in the beginning and I didn't talk to you off the air about it. So I appreciate you being candid, you know, which you always are anyway. But uh, I thank you for that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but now, yeah, because I think it's really important that people get the idea that, hey, look. You know, if you ask somebody if what they're comfortable with going out and doing anyway, even if there's not a pandemic, 
that's kind of the better idea of things. And you can kind of fish through and see what kind of foods they like and yeah. restaurants and everything else, let alone even the shot thing. Now, what happens if they say, hey, man, I'm not getting a shot, da, 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 but you do like the person? <laughs> that's a good one. You do realize that, yeah, that there is a chance that you could even, um, when you're around someone who has it, you're less likely to catch it or less likely to get sick. But it still could happen if they happen to be infected. This happened to a relative of mine two weeks ago. So it's uh, because she got the Pfizer also, but she was around someone who uh, had the South African variant and oddly got caught it, got sick, and her whole family became positive, even though they were vaccinated as well, although they didn't get severe symptoms, which was very interesting. So the health department came, and they're in the medical field too. So, you know, the whole thing was rather interesting what happened. You, you, you know, you, you dip your toe in the water of the medical field, you know that you're going to be the guinea pig sometime or another, Doc. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. It's so true. And they're all okay now, right? They're all okay now? They're all okay now. And I, I'm convinced that if she had not had the vaccine, she would have probably ended up in the hospital because of the severity of her illness, even with the vaccine. I really um, appreciate you sharing that because... That's what I've heard. I've heard it from a couple of friends and relatives, too, that, you know, that they had the vaccine and they kind of, you know, kind of come down for a couple of days with something. But, you know, it wasn't as severe as it would have been, you know, without the vaccine. Yeah, just like the flu vaccine. Sometimes you still get the flu, but it's not as severe. And thank goodness, because it's much better. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's funny, you know, but I think people are looking at now as it. Man, you know, they're chomping at the bit to go out. You know, they're trying to measure it out you know, because, you know, some some states, like here, concerts are going to start happening again, you yeah. know, and that kind of thing. And I sit there and say, I'm, I'm go leaning towards the, if, I'm gonna, if, if I was going to go to a concert, it'd probably be outside right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, me too. Hollywood Bowl is opening where I am and that that would be a place I'd be willing to go. It's completely, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a completely open amphitheater yeah and so i'd great be more place. comfortable there great place yeah um, beautiful place. you gone there soon doc what will, will i be there soon <laughs> i said you, you got a concert you're gonna go to soon <laughs> uh, i didn't i haven't gotten any tickets yet i do have theater tickets though Ooh, and what, i'm what are we and i <laughs> well it's very interesting i have theater tickets here in la and the entire pandemic all the shows kept getting canceled and postponed right and i would just not I'm actually a season ticket holder, so I just sat and watched all this happen. And then now they announced a new theater season, and I really am curious how it's going to go. If you've been in an indoor theater, most people have, you're crunched together in these unholy <laughs> tiny seats that are probably more fitting for an elementary school student. And you're crunched together with barely any leg room so they can get as many people in there as possible. And you're watching a show. Now it sounds uncomfortable, but you, it is a nice experience in the end. But the uh, but air wise, it's going to be interesting to watch my own anxiety once I get to that situation. <laughs> <laughs> really, and I and there's nothing like a great show, man. I mean, there's absolutely. I just I just had Adam Jacobs on from the Aladdin just the other day on the show. Ah, who did yeah. the, you know, and a wonderful guy and, and talented guy and. 
But I, you know, hasn't been in that realm himself. He and I spoke about that and not being at one of those, uh, you know, b- you know, big events like that and things. But I mean, it's going to be now. How do you deal with anxiety? If you don't mind me asking, you get into a show there and you're packed in like a sardine, you know. And how do you deal with it, Doc? Do you enthrall yourself in the show? Uh, you know, normally because it's uncomfortable. Like I said, it's uncomfortable to me, and I'm a big guy, so I squeeze into that chair very sparsely. And uh, <laughs> but, but you know, how do you kind of do? You sink yourself. It's okay, man. I'm here for the show. You know, I don't worry about the people. What do you do if you don't mind my asking? Hey, you know, I could talk about something, but there, uh, there was a strategy that a family physician wrote about in the Washington Post that I'm like, that is so lovely. What she just wrote. She wrote about, you know, navigating fear after in the pandemic. And this is exactly what we tell people to do. We say, name the fear. Like, be able to just point yourself, okay, I'm having fear. The biggest thing is people who don't point at fear and say, okay, I'm afraid of that, usually become victims to it. Right. Because they actually then just react to it versus going, okay, I can see it in front of me. Right. Number two, so she said, name it. She said, name uh, normalize and navigate. I'm like, that is just beautiful. It's elegant. Um, so number two is to navigate, to sort of say, okay, what can I do and not do? Where can I go and not go? And how do I feel comfortable? Maybe, and, um, you know, and, oh, that's navigate. I'm sorry, but normalize to say, this is normal what I'm having. We all feel this. We all are having this. Um, and, uh, you know, just because someone else is not saying it doesn't mean they're not having a similar anxiety. Um, and number three is to navigate, to try to see what you're comfortable with doing and maybe pushing yourself a little bit. So that's exactly what I'll do in the situation. I'll be like, okay, of course I'm having anxiety. This is weird. I haven't done this in a long time. And before we had a pandemic, you know, not whole, for a whole year. So, you know, this is going to be an interesting experience, but this is important to me. And we're all in this together. If there's anything I encourage people to do, which I encourage them to do throughout the pandemic, is to look around and say, we're all in this together. The people that did the worst were people that thought they were singled out or something was being done to them personally. You even heard this on the news. It always was a little bit odd to me when I'd hear people say, they're trying to take away my rights, as if that everyone is conspiring against one person. Instead, we're all in this together. We're all trying to navigate a very difficult situation, and together we can make it through. Together we can actually find the solution to everything, and together we are pushing through. It is actually happening. So, absolutely. Actually- Matter of fact, you were on the you were on the doctors. I turn here. I'm sitting on the TV. Yeah. I'm actually actually doing an interview. And there he goes. That's my buddy, Dr. Greg. There he is on the doctors. I'm like, you know, I text you after the show, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, because, see, we need people like you getting out there. I joke, and there's a couple old clients of mine that I'd sit there and say, you know, they had a fear of flying, whatever, and we'd go through some of the things you talked about in regards to facing it. So the funny thing is, I'll make you laugh, is there's this little meme, and it shows a lady looking outside the plane and there's a guy parachuting beside her, and he says, and it has a hold the sign saying, I was your pilot. <laughs> so, so every time my, my old client, Gina, would, she gets stressed out, she'd give me a call. I'd send that to her, or I'd send her Mr. Magoo pictures of driving, flying a plane. And she says, you know what? She says, you're making me laugh. She says, but I got on a plane, and I'm like, <laughs> so it was just kind of, but it was, she was facing it, but I made her laugh. And yeah, actually. 
laughing is a great antidote for anxiety. It actually directs the anxiety in a more positive direction. You know, and, and you know, of course, you tease, but now it's become a running joke. You know, fourteen years later, someone to play. I'm, I got to get on a plane today, and I just and I, you know, I don't, I don't say hate. I say no, you strongly dislike it. And she says, Ugh. and I'll send her the pictures, and she's like, "What do you have these things on speed dial?" I said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that's the thing, I think, that, you know, you said doing it together and, you know, yeah. everybody's going through this, man. You know, it's, it, you don't have to know the guy down the street. You know he's going through it, too, whether it be the work or not working. And, and I encourage as, as safe as can be to, you know, kind of start building back up our theater community and our music community because they've, they've been beaten like a drum. I mean, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's been terrible. I, mean, um, I feel so bad for that community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you, you and you and I both have friends and all the above, you know, and acquaintances and everything. And I think it's just, I, I want to see it get back to normal. I mean, I haven't been in the movie theater in a year and a half. And uh, I used to go to the movies, you know, seven times a month. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, or more, or cover a premiere or whatever. So I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not doing it without caution. Yeah, that's the only way, and we all we all need to exercise caution. Actually, you said something at the beginning that also was queued up for me when thinking about fear of flying. Something I tell patients, which I tell patients in fear of flying who are, excuse me, having issues, watch the flight attendants. They will they will demonstrate what's going on when a flight attendant when you hit turbulence and flight attendants look absolutely bored. They're just you know grabbing stuff so it doesn't fall you know right they, this is not a big situation i have been in a situation and it helps me appreciate the other end of the spectrum i have been in a, a situation where we had an aborted landing and it was a very dicey situation oh. um yeah and the <laughs> the flight attendant i wouldn't say panicked but she looked Deeply concerned. <laughs> Deeply concerned. Nice word again, Dr. Greg. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is a real situation we're in. And, uh, and you know, bottom line, of course, it all turned out fine. I'm here. Right. But, um, but um, most of the time when you hit any kind of issue, the flight attendants are there. You also mentioned something which was, when you're at a restaurant where the wait staff is taking things seriously, the waiters and waitresses, etc., we have to look to our leaders in a situation. And if the leaders have their act together and the leaders are demonstrating what to do, they're the ones, you know, that we can take our cues from. And that's going to be helpful in an unknown situation like a restaurant, movie theater, bar, etc. I like that. that, and that that's, that's really good advice, Dr. Greg, and I appreciate you. Sharing that. Um, the, the thing of it is, I think really is that, you know, I think if you use a little bit of common sense and and you do, like you said, pay attention to the professionals. I mean, obviously, you go into somebody else's field and you see that, hey, they're kind of stepping up their game a bit more. Yeah. Take Lean towards that, you know, lean towards that. And if they're not, also, maybe just think of another start. restaurant to go to. <laughs> yes. And there's another thing I'm actually thinking about. How do I operationalize this? There's a skill that really bothers me about that we need to start teaching people that maybe was more intuitive in the past, but I don't think is there as much anymore, especially over the last few years, which is generosity of spirit. And if we think of generosity of spirit as a skill, it's actually going to help us to get along with other people a lot better. We have to 
look at people and give them the benefit of the doubt, um, and also see that they have our be- they have our best intentions in mind. Like I, you know, I was watching an airport altercation with a security guard in Mexico on the internet, as one does. Um, so I just happened to be watching this <laughs> video, <laughs> but it really made me think. And the poor woman looked very severely mentally ill, who was who was having the meltdown. Right. Um, so it was unfortunate, you know, that it was right. caught on camera. But nonetheless, I was really deeply admired the security guard who handled it so well and just stood there. Um, and just kind of the person was going off. They finally got security and were able to escort the woman out. Uh, you know, one thing is like if we have generosity of spirit toward the to the staff who work in these places, and if they ask us to do something, then we follow along because you know they're in charge of that space. Right. Um, and she was exhibiting it. I thought with that person who was having the meltdown because. The person was clearly trying to fight and kept aggressively moving toward this security guard. The security guard kept her hands down and was very um, almost understanding, but didn't didn't react. Didn't react at all. And I thought, wow, that was incredible. Um, Great control. Of her. Yeah, I wanted to give her a medal, but she <laughs> works in a Mexican airport. She was just a very, just a very composed individual that I had deep admiration for in that moment. I appreciate you sharing, it. and it is important. I mean, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt, you know, I say is important for the most part in life anyway. You know, I mean, unless, you know, I always sit there and say, did you see the videotape? Did you see it live? You know, give somebody the benefit of the doubt before you're ready to uh, put them in the electric chair. You know, and regardless to whatever it's for, I'm not talking about like, you know, horrible, horrible things, but you know what I'm saying is, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden somebody makes an accusation of somebody and all oh, the whole world piles on. Dog pile and a rabbit is bug bunny says, you know, I mean, and, uh, you know, I think it's kind of, I think we have to be a little less judgmental because I darn sure don't walk on water, man. I'm a good swimmer. It's a good thing of it, you know. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but I, I like I like that though. That's that's a really good point. Now, what do you have coming up, Doc? What do you what you you got anything coming out there right now? Uh, I don't. What I always say that, and then something happens. But the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you're on TV two weeks later, and I'm saying, yeah, Doc, you didn't tell me nothing about that. <laughs> Sometimes I forget, but the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what am I working on? I mean, I do have an interview coming up with someone for another documentary. I've got been in a few documentaries, but you know, that's I even signed something say I couldn't even talk about it. But God, um, that's my life with uh, you know with those things, man. Everybody, actors, you guys, everybody's got one of those today. You know, I mean, NDAs. Thank you. <laughs> NDA, yeah, it's a what is non disclosure agreement? In case anybody's wondering, <laughs> the uh, yeah, it, but it's so funny about the whole thing. But, you know, there's a reality to that because I've seen ideas stolen. So I understand why they do it. Absolutely. So I sign it no problem. I'm like, yeah, I, I keep secrets for a living, so it's no problem. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, so where can everybody find you on social media, Dr. Greg? Well, now I am back on Instagram, my official thing, amazingly, after <laughs> after being in Instagram jail. Um, at, I'm at uh, ask. Dr. Greg, so A S K D R G R E G, um, and Shame on you, oh, I buddy. did, Shame I did a you. video about just to say, let you know, I did a video on vaccine hesitancy 
and they sent me a thing saying I, uh, that I've been withdrawn from any commercial stuff. Well, I don't do commercial stuff, so it's no problem. But, you know, you had told me once that, you know, the um, that when you talk about stuff like that, they yeah. get very antsy. Um, and that was exactly my experience. So it was interesting. But yeah, I did a back. To, I did something on that where I just talk about fear. The bottom line is it comes down to fear. That it isn't always bad fear. It's you know maybe justified sometimes. Right. Number two, yeah, and number two, um, they can go Facebook, ask Dr. Greg, or they can go to drgreg.com on the web and find me there. And what if what if they want to you know get caught up with you? Are you taking patients in house now? Or are you still online or? I'm mostly online, but I do see people in-house. I have a big corner office, open the windows, you know, even with masks, but now people are vaccinated. It's been fine, uh, and it's been a good experience, and I miss seeing people in person. It really is the best connection, but seeing people uh, virtually has been a blessing throughout this entire experience. Now, now you're going to open the windows in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The virus, the virus won't kill you as much as the air here. Yeah, we are the worst in the country. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't help myself, buddy. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> Man, it has been such a pleasure having you on, my friend. I mean, you know, it's great. You're, you're always, uh, you know, our listeners love to, you know, listen to your great advice and everything else. And I really appreciate you always taking the time. And uh, you know, and we've worked through a lot of things, and you've been a big help on the show with. A lot of people. I mean, we're in 51 countries as of right now. We just, jeez, uh, uh, I just drew a, a brain nasty. I teased you and I just drew a brain freeze. Um, you know, we just welcomed a new country today. And I'm, I'm actually just, the Ukraine. Thank you. The Ukraine, uh, we just welcomed today. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that, man. And you're, you're one of our most popular guests always. And I always thank you for that. And I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. It's a complete privilege and a pleasure talking with you. And I wish everyone the very best as we go through this transition. If I have a word to say to everyone, just hang on. Give it six months, nine months, a year, and you'll, it'll be better. But it'll just be a transition we're all going through. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Greg Casey, you check him out everywhere on social media. The Lifebox Media Channel, we are out.